This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. So I'm going to ask me an interesting Shaila on Friday, which is very somewhat negate to many people, especially in the working world. The Shaila the person asked me was not negate to working, but he told me he had a relative who asked him to pick up a certain cereal for them, and the cereal is not kosher. So are you permitted to pick up something that's not kosher, give it to someone, and uh, give them a davar asr? So we actually had a posting in last week's parashal, Lifne'iva lo'isite mechsho. The Gemara learns out, and Avay Dezar, Davavim et Beis, the Gemara says, what's an example of Lifne'iva lo'isite mechsho? So the Gemara says, if let's say, for example, you give a cup of wine to a Nazir, a Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, and you give him a cup of wine, that's Lifne'iva lo'isite mechsho. The Gemara says, let's say you give to a Ben Noyach, you give something like Eva Menachai, that's considered Lifne'iva. But the Gemara gives us one very important condition. The Gemara says only if naiver is if, let's say, for example, there's no other way this guy can get wine. You're the only wine distributor in the entire country. And if you don't give him wine, he won't have wine. So the Gemara, that's if naiver, let's say, for example, there's a wine store down the block. And there's another wine store around the corner. And if you don't give him the wine, he'll get the wine from somewhere else. That's not if naiver. That's the end of the Gemara. That's a very important rule to remember. If you're not the only way he can get the food, then you're not over if naiver. That's what the Gemara says. The Rishonim, the Bali Atoisvis, all say, but if you give it to him, you're still loving Nisad the Rabbanon. It's called Siyua. You're helping him do an Aveira. You're not Lifneiver, because Lifneiver is only if without you, he couldn't have done it, and you're the sole reason why he's doing the Aveira. But, says the Rishonim, it's still going to be what's called the Siyua. It's going to be a Nisad the Rabbanon. So the shadow that comes up very often, let's say, for example, in the workplace, is let's say, for example, you start off at a very, very low level position. And your job is to go give coffee, bring coffee to everyone. So your boss asks you to bring him a cup of coffee. Your boss is not is Jewish, he's not religious. You're going to bring him a cup of coffee. He's not making a bracha on that coffee. So are you allowed to give him the cup of coffee? Now it gets even more complicated if he sends you out to buy him lunch. He sends you to go pick me up lunch. What are you going to bring him back? McDonald's. He's not allowed to eat McDonald's, he's Jewish. Now, so you, you go out and you buy him the kosher stuff. Good. Then you put it on his desk. And then what? He doesn't wash, he doesn't make a bracha, he doesn't bench. So what are you going to tell your boss? Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm not bringing you a cup of coffee. Right? There goes your job, right? So what are you supposed to do? You have this, let's say, for example, let's say you invite non-religious people to, to your house. A Shabbos meal, a simcha. Many people invite non-religious people to their simchas. How can you do that? You bring them to the simcha, and then you know that they're all going to come. They're not washing, they're not, eat, they're not making brachas, how's the mutter? So the truth is, there's a Ramon Shulchan Aruch, it's a Mekuf Samach Gimel. The Ramon writes that, It's prohibited to give someone to eat if you know they're not going to wash hands. Why? This happens to be a big chiddish because lifneiver, you see, can be shaykh even on something which is only dirabonin. The tilsi daim is only dirabonin. But you see from this ramah, it's really rabbeinu yaina, that you could be over lifneiver even if something would be midirabonin. Okay, so the Mishnah explains it would only be lifneiver as if there'd be no other way for him to get the bread. Let's say a guy comes to me for lunch and I offer him a bagel and, he, and I say, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you the bagel unless you wash. So the guy gets up and walks to the bagel store. So that's not lifneiver. That would be siyua. So Mr. Bruce says, yeah, it would be siyua. So if I help him eat a bagel and he doesn't wash his hands, I'm in a violation of Anissa de Rabbanu. Then the Ramar writes later on in Hilchas, in Hilchas Suda, he says, same thing with the... A lot of Orthodox people don't make brachas regularly. That's a problem too, right? That'd be the same problem. If you invite someone who's Orthodox and you give him something to eat and you know he's not going to make a bracha, you're helping him perhaps to not follow the halacha. I don't mean to pick non-religious... Uh, out, 100%. It would be the same thing. The Ramah repeats himself. Here he's talking about brachas. 
Here the Mechaber writes, Simon Kuf Samachtes, Lo yiting le'echul el l'mishu yedei ba'ashivarach. You cannot give someone to eat unless you know he's going to make a bracha. Then the Ramah says, well, maybe it can be make if you're doing tztaka. Let's say a poor person comes to, he's starving. So you give him bread. You know he's not religious, but he's, he's hungry. He's an ani. So the Mishnah Buru, the Ramah has a whole discussion. Maybe that's mutter. Again, but your boss, who's the CEO of your company, who's the partner in your law firm, he's nishkin ani. Let's, let's be honest. He's not together ani. He's making quite a, quite a few dollars. So that hetter probably won't help us too much. So I said, what do you do in these situations? I remember we were in yeshiva. We used to have uh, non-religious teachers. We used to ask the boys, go down and say, buy me a soda. So there's always one wise kid who said, oh, I can't buy him the soda. Because I'm going to buy him the soda. He's going to drink the soda. He's not going to make a bracha. It's like this halacha and shulchan aruch. And it sounds right. It sounds, if you look in the shulchan aruch, it sounds like that's a very fair argument. So what are you supposed to do? Lose your job? What are some of the options? So the shadow comes up in many, many different angles. Let's say, for example, you own a store on Main Street. You're going to check with every customer to buy something in your store that he makes a bracha. Let's say you own a pizza store. How many people come from the pizza store? They're not religious. You're going to tell them, sorry, I'm not selling you pizza. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but I guarantee you it's not good for business. What's going to be? A guy owns a kosher restaurant. He's going to take cheshman who makes brachas? It's not going to work. Now, we're going to talk about an even more creative shell. Let's say you own the vending machine. You don't know who's buying from your vending machine. You have a vending machine somewhere, right? So any, any guy can come to the machine and buy something. What are you going to do now? So there they have a shtikotari, maybe you can assume that roiv, depending where your vending machine is located, maybe you can argue roiv people are goyim. Okay, you have to know where the vending machine is located. If your vending machine's on Main Street, it's not going to work. If you have a vending machine in Manhattan, so maybe you can argue roiv of the people buying are goyim, so give me say on that. But Maisa, what do we do with these problems? Is there a zaka than uh, at least grove of the Orthodox people make brachos? Again, that, that's if you have Orthodox people. Roiv of the world is not Orthodox. Right, of New York is not Orthodox. But if it's Orthodox people... Where? Where, where are the Orthodox people? In New York City. And most of New York City is not Orthodox. In the city? For sure not. Manhattan? For sure not. Maybe in Williamsburg. Right of Williamsburg is the Benjamin side of Williamsburg you go to. You have to know where you're going. Yeah, obviously on Main Street. But there are plenty of people on Main Street that are not making bracha. No, but isn't there a chazaka that you're going to make a bracha... If they're an Orthodox person... If they're Orthodox, but non-Orthodox people go with the Shimon's and Benji's also. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm sure you've also. So how does the guy behind the counter give him a slice of pizza? Terrence is the Mexican guy gives it to him. It's not such a problem. But how does the owner allow you to give pizza to a guy? You know he's not going to make a bracha. Let's say you invite someone to your house for Shabbos. You want to make a car of them. You invite Bali Chuva. So what are you going to do? You're going to tell him if you don't make a bracha, I'm throwing you out? So they say over a Gavaldic story with the Chazanish. You know, the Chazanish was very close with Ben-Goyen. This is famous. Ben-Goyen was very impressed with the Chazanish. So he came to visit the Chazanish. They met a lot. They talked a lot. They tried to solve the biggest problem in Israel is how, how to balance the Haredim and the Chiloyim, which there's still no good answer for. So when, the, when he came to visit the Chazanish, so the Chazanish didn't know what to do with the bracha. So what he did was, he made his bracha very loud. And he hoped that Ben-Goyen would be yaitzah with his bracha. That was the Chazanish's eitzah, how to deal with it. When a Bavadja used to have uh, many, many government officials used to come to his house, he was very mocked that they had to make a bracha. It was no, no messing around. You come to my house, you got to make a bracha. But uh, we don't always have that type of authoritative power to tell everyone. What? I don't think Ben-Gurion put on his yarmulke to come to the He probably didn't. He probably didn't put on his yarmulke. But the Chazanish made his bracha out loud and the Chazanish felt he was going to be might see him the bracha. But what are we supposed to do? Halach al-Maisa. This is very touchy. Especially if you're working your way up at work, it gets very, very touchy. So Ramayisha has a tshuva. That's not so helpful. Ramayisha has a tshuva where he talks about a case. Let's say you're a partner in a company and the company serves food. They put out food for their employees, and some of the food is not kosher. And the other partner is, uh, is Jewish, but not from. So am I allowed to allow my partner to eat in stuff that I own? So Moshe says, you put the food out, if he decides to eat it, that's his business. 
Ramosha says you can kindly point out to the Jew, by the way, we're Jewish, we're not supposed to eat this. But Ramosha says you're not mukhayiv to lose your panasa over. But that's a different case. That's the case that I put food out in the, in the dining room area and the, and the yid comes and takes it. What happens if I bring the cup of coffee and put it on the desk of my boss? What happens if I bring the sushi to my boss, I put it on his front desk? What do you do then? So the, the famous hetter that everyone uses is Rabshalim Azam and Orbach's hetter. Rabshalim Azam and Orbach's hetter is based on the premise that if you're trying to bring a person closer to Yiddishkeit or attempting to bring him closer, doing this would bring him further away. From his Amun held that Loisisno Sachicha Belavacha is a lav de Raisim. Siyua Ladvarveira might only be the Rabbonon. On top of it, it might not be Lifneiver if you're trying to help him. I want to bring him closer to Yiddishkeit. I want to show him how great Orthodox he is. So how do I show it to him? By telling him, I'm not giving you a drink when you come to my house. So Rabbi Shalom Azam, that's going to backfire. It's not going to work. It's not going to accomplish, you know, bringing Yin closer. And Rabbi Shalom also uses such an idea that we're trying to bring Yin closer. Again, that's why you invite a guy to your house for Shabbos. You're, you're expecting to bring him closer to Yiddishkeit, not by telling him, sorry, you can't touch that until you make a blessing. You've got to push him away. Again, that only helps if, you got, if your boss is somewhat looking to come from. If your boss is stuck in his ways, he has no interest in joining Yiddishkeit, it might not work. So there's a header from the Shach. There's a Shach in Yerodea. The Shach says there's no Isis Siyua by someone who is Bechlal no Shaykhis Yiddishkeit. The guy's what we'd call today uh, a Mumri, he has no interest in Yiddishkeit whatsoever. He's not changing, he's not interested, he's not budging. So then the Shach says there's not even an Isis Siyua on such a person. Okay, so that might be a little bit of a sniff lahaka. But other people are saying Mechanis, they, they either use Rabshleim Azalman or they use the Shach. Or what they do is they hold that if I put it on his desk, and he comes later and drinks it, so I'm not directly giving it to him. Giving it to him means I push it, put it in his hand, and he drinks it. Here there's a break in between, because many Achreinim are bothered. Why is everyone tumbling about the Baruch Rishayna? Why does no one care about the Baruch Achreinah? I bring my boss a, a bagel. So the bagel's kosher, he doesn't make a Baruch Rishayna, we're all bent out of shape. What about the fact that he's not going to bench? That's the Dindar Raisa. So many Achreinim said, that's already after the fact. That's, uh, you're done after that. Once you put the food and he ate it, that's already a Chiv that comes later. So some people want to say, well, if I give him the bagel, I put it on his desk, and he doesn't eat the bagel for two hours, so it was sitting on his desk. He didn't, I didn't put it in his hands directly. Maybe there's a mark him to be makeup. But it, uh, Rabbi Yashiv writes, you're not mechoyiv to lose your panos over it. What, what? Right, okay. So that's true. He is a tinnik shinish, but therefore what? What do you want to do with that? I'm with you. And therefore what? I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's a question. What do we do with the fact that he's a tinnik shinish, yeah, there might be a tinnik shinish, but the Chazanish held today, most non-religious Jews are a tinnik shinish, most kids today grew up without any knowledge of Yiddishkeit, even though we do have, sadly, in our community, not in this community per se, but we have in the Orthodox world, many kids that went to fine yeshivas that are off the dark today. They are not Tinnak Shanishbas. There's no Shaila. I know quite a few people, sadly, that are not Tinnak Shanishbas. They learned Gemara. They learned in yeshiva with me. They know all the Lumbus, but they're not religious today. So they're not a Tinnak Shanishbas. Tinnak Shanishbas is a guy who grew up in Kentucky. He's a Tinnak Shanishbas. But in any case, it does become sticky. The big Shaila is can you drive for Uber Eats? That's a big Shaila. A couple of people ask me that. Can you drive for Uber Eats? What's, what's the whole Uber Eats? You deliver food to everyone and anyone. That food is for sure not kosher, potentially, and you don't know who you're delivering it to. So that's uh, not so posh that, uh, what the answer is. But, oh, so that's what some Achrein throw around, this Darkei Shalom Heter. Because of that, but for Uber Eats, you're not going to really have Darkei Shalom. For the office, you'll have Darkei Shalom. You don't want to rock the boat with, uh, with, with, with the non-frum and the frum. So that's what many Paiskim are saying. But again, I still don't think you'd be allowed to bring your boss who's not Jewish, uh, Tarfus. Let's say your boss is not religious, sends you out to the, the trade for Chinese restaurant. I don't think you could bring him back to Chinese food. I don't think that you could do. What are you supposed to do? You've got to figure So I told this fellow, so he wants to know, what should he tell his cousin? I said, tell your cousin, you didn't see the cereal in the store. He said, it's a lie. I said, it's not a lie. Don't look for the cereal. You won't see it. But it's not a lie. If you're looking for the cereal and you see it and you don't take it, then you're lying to your cousin. 
Don't tell him because you're not looking for the cereal. Skip the cereal. I'll go to the next aisle. So it becomes a shtickle sticky. These types of shows of machalas and service. At best, try to avoid them. But again, if it's going to be your parnasa, perhaps there's more to be made. Again, only with siyua. Not if you're going to give him mamish machalas and service. You're going to give him vada tray. You're going to give the guy a, a hamburger made from, from uh, McDonald's. That might be a little bit more problematic.